<laughs> yep, baby. Because it's time. We're back. Hello, everybody. It is Leaves Late Night. I'm your host, Roscoe, joined by Beaner, Southey, and Steph the Fanalist. And it is playoff time. Yeah. So we're going to do all of our predictions for all the series is. is and then uh, we'll finish off with, uh, I guess, who we want to get Bedard. Because I know we talked about that, but I don't think we had a group discussion about that. So that's what we'll finish with. Cool? Cool. 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 Okay, so starting with Zavast, we have the Seattle Kraken for the first time. First Woo-hoo. time ever. The Colorado Avalanche. You know what? We should uh, we should do an intro though, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Proper show. Um, <laughs> I guess it's been a while. It's a little. It's weird not doing this after a game. I don't have anything to no clip to open with. <laughs> this is so weird. It's all good. Does Just anybody have line. anything they want to share before we start? Well, how was the Brawlers nice... game? Like, Bean just asked oh, you. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I guess I guess I can talk about that. So, I mentioned on the last episode that I got tickets for uh, for Growlers game, and um, thankfully, one of our listeners, Ryan Willie, who uh, lives out here, thanks, Ryan. Um, pointed out, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but uh, that's an away game. So I bought four tickets to a game in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is, uh, it answers my question of why I got charged in US dollars for those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so I became what I hate most, and uh, that's a reseller on Ticketmaster, but I really had no other choice. So I, <laughs> I think I flipped them. I didn't check to see if they sold or not, but I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Oh my god, waste of money, but no kidding. Oh, so uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> what else have you been up to? Uh, lots of good food. There's tons of good food here. It's insane. Like even things that are quick, like Mary Brown's, which I know you have in Oshawa, but like I've had it yeah. in Oshawa. It is not as good as it is out here, where it originates. <laughs> it's the salt in the air. But uh, other than that, like the oysters I've had and the cod, fish and chips, tuna. I haven't had any sushi yet, but that's been highly recommended. But like tuna tartare. Oh, my God. So much good seafood. It's crazy. Nice. Oh, Um, Weather is wild. Like I woke up and it was (laughs) snowing this morning and then it was foggy and then it was sunny for the rest of the day. Like people are not kidding. It changes on a dime here. All four seasons in one day. I did. It, it was today. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. I saw an iceberg today. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah we were. Um, see those in went, we were going to look for uh, some small towns around St. John's to film. Um, it's not the same as driving around outside of Ottawa. There's not the same uh, selection of cute little towns. They're they're a lot different. It's a lot of um, a lot more like houses instead of storefronts. But uh, anyway, we're driving along the water and I see this this iceberg and I was like, holy shit, that's an iceberg. Person driving is just like, oh, yeah, that that just happens. And I'm like, no, that's cool. I've never seen one. It's probably the only place where uh, you might have to shovel and also get a sunburn in the same day. Yeah, honestly, I there wasn't enough to this morning, but like the other day we got two centimeters and then it was sunny in the afternoon, like all day. So definitely could have happened. Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm Got glad you're here. Too. Rain. Yeah, me too. Snow, fog. But, uh, you understanding everyone out there? I'm getting there. I've learned most things. <laughs> <laughs> By the end, I will attempt to uh, showcase my best Newfie accent. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, same. That, that'll be interesting. Um, what else? Oh, we went to um, Katie Vitty, which is like this little fishing port town. It's really cool. A um, bunch of little huts on the water. And there's like this brewery there that used to be an old fishing uh, station, I guess. And oh, yeah, nice. it's just, I don't know, really cool place. And Have as you I been s- screeched in yet? Oh, Not cool. yet, no. There was, uh, there's a couple of us that need to be. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. You're going to do it at once for sure. Yeah, so there was, uh, you know, it's a matter of finding an opening for like, I think there's uh, five of us. So, yeah. Wow. Well, as I sit here facing you guys, it's only Beaner and I who are smooth like baby's bum. The rest of you did not shave for playoffs yet, and it's quite disappointing. So we better see that tomorrow night, guys. I'm not shaving the mustache off. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, if he's not, I'm not. Oh, my God. The Leafs don't play until tomorrow night. And yeah, I'll do it. We'll the playoffs start tonight. Yeah, but... If you're going superstition, you got to go full out. I'm doing you guys a favor, okay? No. <laughs> yeah, we get the best Maybe of both worlds. Oh, no. I mean, we covered like, I'm still going to win. Wait, 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 wait. Has your missus seen you without facial hair? Probably not. I think I had to for some reason i feel like i did for like a costume or something really? not like clean clean so no no not like mustache gone i don't think yeah well that's fair i mean like with this face you probably see this beard at a high school dance so it's not really anything to write home about <laughs> I was going to say, now's the perfect time, Johnny. If you're away, she can just see pictures of you, yeah. and then it can grow on her. And... <laughs> It'll grow back by the time you return to Ottawa, and then she'll be able to face you again if it's as bad as you say. Uh, I don't think so. Come on. Let's look at it this way. You're not going to be shaving again until the Leafs are knocked out, which that's going to be a while. So, Yeah. Ew. You might so, grow the best beard ever. I go from people don't know how old I am to uh, it's embarrassing how old people think I am. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, respect to being prepared tonight. Uh, He doesn't give a shit guys. Suddy, come on. No one can guess your age. Anyways, you look young as fuck boy, but Johnny, I don't think anyone can guess how old any of the three of us are, to be honest. Any of the four Fair. of us. I think we all look pretty ambiguously aged. If <laughs> let I us must know say. on Twitter what you guys think. Yeah, yeah. Let give us, us your best guesses. And <laughs> be, uh, be nice. All right, let's uh, let's talk hockey. Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now your starting lineup. Roscoe, the fanalist, Southey, 
Beaner and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. All right, welcome back to Leafs Late Night presented by Inside the Rink, where it's never too late for the Leafs. And I just shot my girlfriend a question to see if she has ever seen me clean shaven because I actually don't remember. <laughs> and I'm curious now if I'm going to be scaring her with this. Yes, please respond and say, no, you must do this because this yeah. is the year we have to see the full beard in action, guys. Like start to finish in June, we'll get that uh, like, final showdown anyway. I like to think maybe this is me being crazy, but I like to think that I'm more one of the more reserved ones on this group um, with regards to emotions for games. Like I see a lot of the positives in this team. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, when watching playoff games, I am like a completely different animal. Like my wife won't watch playoff games with me because she thinks I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> Like when Kapanen scored that overtime winner against Washington, my God, I don't think I've ever screamed so loud. <laughs> the neighbor's Love it. check. You okay there? <laughs> oh, I'm going uh, to be going out to a bar to watch these games. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Nice. Big Leaf fans there. Uh, it's either Habs yeah. or Leafs, and uh, I guess everyone's on the bandwagon out there. Uh, no Habs for them, so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait, man. So, update. I she know. says she thinks she has seen me mostly clean. Like, she said, I definitely... Um, you shaved the beard but kept a little bit of the mustache mm-hmm. once, I think. She says maybe 90%, if not 100%. So, we're both on the same page of, like, maybe, but I don't remember. So now ask. That's not like don't shave. So I think you're in the clear if you do want to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Just do it. Just do it. boy. (laughs) Should we like take a break halfway through and I come back without it? Or do we just. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. But. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) let's 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 talk some matchups here. So like I said, we'll start with uh, Colorado. And for the first time, the Seattle Kraken making an appearance. Who um, who wants to take a stab at what the Seattle Kraken safe percentage on the season was? Oh, sub nine hundred. Yes, probably like an eight eighty seven. Eight eight eighty. I'm going to be so, nice and say eight ninety six. Okay, so. Philip Grubauer with a 285 GAA led the team with an 895 save percentage. Okay. Backing up, Martin Jones had a 299 goals against and an 887. Okay. Martin Jones played uh, 600 more minutes this year. So, uh, what was that? Nine more games? Yeah, so sub 900, and they make it in. What do we think is going to happen here? Well, the biggest difference, right? Last year in their inaugural season, they only had 27 wins for 60 points. And this year they come out with 46 wins and 100 points. So to me, they're kind of reminding me of the St. Louis Blues that didn't make their way in because they have at least six players with 
uh, a minimum of 20 goals. So the scoring is pretty even throughout their lineup. Um, if they can get some okay goaltending, and they have good names, right? It's not like they have shit goaltenders. Um, the, hey, you never know with this team. Colorado, Lanisglog, who is expected to return, will not be returning for the playoffs. They're pretty injured, but their decor is up and coming next week or this week. Sorry, no. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to count Colorado out just because of Landeskog being gone. But I mean, Kadri's gone too. It's it's not the same team that it was last year. Uh, they got a different goalie now. I mean, I think it's hard to just give them a pass through to uh, to all these rounds. Like I've been seeing people in their predictions just because they won last year. Like doesn't really mean that much looking at the team. Uh, that being said, Seattle really has no business being in the playoffs this year. The fact that they got 100 points is insane with the goaltending they got. Like, I'm glad they're on the way there, but it's more the players carrying it than like the management and structure of the team. And I think it's going to really show in the playoffs that they're not built for that. And, uh, and Colorado just having that experience through the the depth of their defense and and the rest of the team that is still there i think they'll just have an edge i just i don't see colorado coming out of it you know four games i think it's going to be a bit of a, a challenge but again i don't see seattle being able to keep up with them colorado in five you think five Colorado in five yep. i don't think they're getting enough respect as like the defending cup champions here actually like landis is not there whatever but they still have McKinney who's playing at a very, very elite level right now. They got McCarr on the back end. They have guys who know how to win. They've done it this like last year. Yeah, they're definitely not getting enough respect, I think, right now. You're the champs until you're not? Yeah, and like I've been saying, Rantanen is the uh, the sneaky 50-goal scorer that happened this year. So, like, they still have some firepower. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not giving them the, the shoe-in that other people are. Steph, what do you think? Yeah, it's... See, Seattle's the sneaky team for me. Like, even though they have no one in the top 50 in scoring, they're tied for fourth in the NHL in goals per game. So I feel like if they're able to just get going and just score from all angles of their roster, they could maybe, you know, the series could go to six or seven. Like, they could be really challenging and... Lannis Gog, I mean, captain, 22 points in 20 playoff games last year. Obviously, he's going to be missed, but it's the avalanche we're talking about. Makar has to stay healthy. He missed 40 or forty of the final 44 games of the season, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, there's hope, of course. I think Colorado in six. I also think Colorado in six. I think Seattle wins the first game and then like the third or fourth. Uh, I think they're just going to catch them off guard because they're fast. And like you said, you've got some really deep scoring talent there for some reason. Uh, Jared McCann is just having a great season. I think they're just going <laughs> to underestimate them the first game and then get a handle on them. And then I think Seattle steals one more and that's it. You, We see it all the time, right? Everybody chirps Leaf fans for saying, oh, you know, you can score in the regular season, but wait till you get to the playoffs, wait till you get to the playoffs. And Unfortunately, for the most part, it's been true because scoring dries up. So without that bona fide superstar, like McCann's been great, but this is the first year he's really had a breakout like this. Of course. Right. So it's going to dry up a lot for them. And 
we saw it last year. It's very difficult to win a series when you have sub 900 goaltending. Yeah, that's what really they gave yeah. us. Again, nobody here saying they're going to win. I think <laughs> yeah. Seattle's going to have a hard time winning on the road, but their home crowd, I think, will carry them for one game, and that's why I have them in five. Sweet. Fair. Uh, okay, so next one is... Remind me here, Dallas and... Dallas and Minnesota. 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 Ooh, this hmm. is a tough match. Dallas and six. This was one of the <sighs> hardest ones for me. Okay. Honestly, Dallas is probably the one team that is sneaky scary to me in these playoffs. Like both these teams have good goaltending, good defense, and good scoring. So it's it's a really even matchup. Uh they yeah. both got playoff experience. Like this is a really hard one to pick from. I think Dallas and Minnesota are both very well rounded teams, and obviously someone like Flurry can heat it up because he's been there so many times in the playoffs. But uh same as Beaner, I got Dallas and six on this one. I think they come out on top. I also had Dallas and six, just because um, you know the. I don't know if he's coming back, but losing Joel Erickson Eck is pretty big for uh, for Minnesota, and yeah. just with, I mean, man, Jason Robertson's been on another level, and he wasn't even supposed to be like their main guy there. Like, it's just an extra bonus for them that that happened. So. Wyatt Johnson's come in and been actually really good for a rookie. Yeah, yeah I mean Joe Pavelski's the still there. <clears throat> yeah, I think as as good as Kaprizov is, I don't think there's the like. I'm trying. I'm blanking on who else is on Minnesota, but like the veteran presence is kind of gone there now, isn't it? Besides, I mean, you've got Flurry, but Felino, Dumba, um, Spurgeon. Yeah, like Matt Boldy. There's, there's no one. Matt, yeah, Matt Boldy's he's young though, but he's been very good this year for them. Enough to win a few games, but not really get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- again, I think uh, I agree, guys. So uh, Dallas and six, Steph. What do you think? I, you know, it's it's tough here because Dallas is having a great season when you're looking at specific players on paper. For example, Robertson was five points short of tying a franchise record this year. He had 109 points. Bobby Smith had 114 in 1981-1982. Jamie Benn is right back on track, getting 78 points this year, his highest total since 2018 after him and the other guy who's overly paid, right, Tyler Sagan, barely cracking 60 points, what, 50-odd points last season. And then with Minnesota, Gustafson, right? I really like this goalie. I think he can really – and then, like, Flurry has the playoff games under his belt, uh, 167 playoff games. Gustafson has none. I think the ultimate factor here, the stats don't lie, Peter DeBoer has never lost in the first round of the playoffs with a new team. That's including the the Devils. Yeah, Devils to the Cup Final in 2012, Sharks Final in 2016, and then Vegas Western Conference Final in 2020. But Ottinger, oh man, I got to go Dallas because of Peter. And they're 2-2-2-0 two, two, two and oh, head-to-head this year too. It's hard. It's really hard. But I'm going to go Dallas in six. Fun fact for those kids out there who may not know this. Steph talking about uh, Robertson close to tying a franchise record with Bobby Smith from the 80s. Yeah. At that point in time, it was not the Dallas Stars. It was the Minnesota North Stars. Ha <laughs> ha, look at that. Nice. And uh, How crazy hmm. is that, that you can 
take it like ah, uh, I, I don't want to get into it, but stats <laughs> following the team and not the city is, is a whole other discussion. Beaner, uh, question: when Oh was, shit! When was the last <laughs> time the NHL had a Seattle team in the playoffs? Um, it was during oh, what was this panda or the sickness that shut it down? Uh, Spanish flu in nineteen. 19- early 20s uh i don't know the year of it because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be seattle versus uh um i want to say the metropolitans folded ah 23 Uh, no okay that was a complete guess (laughs) 1919 the Seattle Metropolitans lost 4-3 in overtime versus the Montreal Canadiens in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that was the wow. last time they were in the playoffs, the Se- uh, a Seattle team fact. in general. Yeah, and um, I know you, ta- you you spoke a lot about them before, Bean, and they were really <coughs> close. Spanish flu era. Yeah, you're, you're on it. Well, they... I, if I remember correctly, they were supposed to be in the final that year. Before the lockout, it was the only year that they had never um, presented the Stanley Cup. Hmm. Oh. So I've, I've got to know now, so I'm looking it up, but you guys can keep talking. Update to the uh, playoff beard situation. I was asked why I'm asking these questions about have you seen your clean shaven? And I said, because playoff beard. And she's like, okay. It'll be grown back by the time you come back, right? Because if so, go for it. I'm like, that's exactly what they said you'd say. That's a green light. (laughs) Yeah, it's happening. Green light, buddy. (laughs) Live. (laughs) Okay, Okay, what was your... Dallas and six, everyone? Sorry, Johnny. We all said Dallas and six. Okay. Just trying to keep track. Next up, we have uh, Edmonton and L.A., or is, no, there's one before that, isn't there? Yes. There's, there's Vegas, Vegas and Winnipeg as well. Yeah. Vegas and Winnipeg, right. Let's do that one first. Interesting matchup. Uh, first time they see each other since 2018. Or, yeah, since 2018 in the Western Conference Final. And Vegas, third time taking the Pacific Division since 2018. And we get to see Jack Eichel for the first time in the playoffs, yes. guys, in Jesus. his career. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Buffalo hasn't qualified since 2012, and we have the return of Mark Stone, who had 37 points in 43 games prior to injury. Winnipeg gets Ehlers and Perfetti back. It's going to be a tough matchup, in my opinion. There's some great storylines, yeah. too. Like, Laurent Brassard used to back up Hellebuck, and I think... Hellebuck's actually what's going to propel Winnipeg in this series. So that's another interesting matchup to watch. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say goaltending edge definitely goes to Winnipeg, as anybody would say. It's not like a hot take there by any means. Um, but I'm interested to see how many guys on Vegas are magically healthy again uh, and also <laughs> play in this series. Because that's going to be the difference maker. Because on paper, Vegas is just stupid. So if they pull out all the stops in the playoffs, it's it's going to be really tough for uh, Winnipeg is uh, man. I don't want to rag on them, but it seems like they're just almost there. It's just a like a morale thing, and I mean, there's just been so much 
around that team that I don't think they've been able to pull themselves together as a unit. Like they're they're just good enough uh, skill wise to get themselves there, but like I don't know leadership wise if they can really get there yet. I'm kind of going the other way because I thought they were so scrappy towards the end of the year that that kind of maybe brought them together a little bit. That with Hellebuck, like I have them winning this really, really tight series in seven. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Vegas is 3-0-0 um, against Winnipeg head-to-head. Um, just looking at the injuries here, Mark Stone has been confirmed to be good to go now. The rest... It's the rest that's left. Nolan Patrick, which, whatever. Aiden Hill. There's Jonathan Quick and Bossois. There's Logan Thompson and Will Carrier. Like, you're not really missing anyone except the goaltending, which Jonathan mm-hmm. Quick has really filled that gap after trade deadline. Is Thompson healthy again? a game or two. Not yet. But he's day-to-day. Day-to-day. So you never know. So he's probably fine. And um, also Bruce Cassidy putting up a franchise record with the first year uh, with this team in Vegas, 111 points. Just a beauty yeah. coach. I've got Vegas in six. So, sorry, I had to look it up and I had to touch on it. Yes. It, it wasn't the 1919 <laughs> Stanley Cup final. I know, I'm ridiculous. The, the 1919 Stanley Cup final was postponed to the Spanish flu, so technically nobody won it. And the Metropolitans folded as a team in 1924. So, okay, we, um, we all weren't too bad. My source failed but, me and, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, I got that it was from the last a time they were, great question, though. That was the last time they were technically in the, the, the cup final, though. They were nice. in a different league at that point, so the winner of the NHL played the winner of the PWHPA. Oh. Or not the PWHPA, the, oh. the PCHA. Nice. Well, I think Sportsnet <laughs> failed me today, so... Thanks a lot. They've uh, been failing Canadians for years. That'll happen. (laughs) You mean you weren't looking on ESPN or Fox Sports like me? I find they're pretty good for stats. (laughs) No, I I didn't. I didn't need to order the stats page from Wish. Um, Fuck you. (laughs) 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 Anyways, I I have Winnipeg in six for the series. Ooh. Basic, basically coming down to Hellebuck. Not anything against Thompson or Quick or anything like that, but the Jets had a really hot start to the year. They were really good for a good portion of it. Yeah. And I think they can get back to that, especially in a, a series like that. Yeah, I mean, to what Sadie said, they do have that physical element. Like, they are a really scrappy team. So if they can piss the Golden Knights off, who... I mean, look, they're all coming back from, we'll call them injuries, but these guys are not in the same playing shape maybe that a rough and tough Jets team is. So they could get a couple there, but I still think Vegas is going to take this one just because of the the history and, and who's on the team, like just the star power alone. I think they'll be able to uh, to break through. Hellebuck's just going to be the, the difference maker. He could stand on his head and that's it. He could win four yeah, games Vegas in a row. Vegas is for sure safe money here. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, last in the West, we got L.A. and Edmonton. And they meet again. This is like, this is like mm-hmm. the story of, of stars old and new here. Um, so, what do we think is going to happen? Well, last season, Edmonton took it after trailing 3-2 <clears throat> to two in the series. Uh, one of the two matchups that 
are the same this year. Toronto, Tampa, Edmonton, LA. So is are the Kings good enough to beat them this year? Because Fiala is dealing with an injury still. Velarde is also scratched for game one. Gavrikov, but I guess the the dark horse here is also Corpusalo. He's been really leading the way for this team. And I don't know. This is a tough one for me um, just because everyone's been hyping up L.A. I just haven't been following them close enough to have a great opinion about the team. But I'm also rooting for McDavid to go to the cup final. And if it, if it ain't us, I'd rather it be them. <sighs> but as Bean shakes his head. <laughs> so I've got Edmonton in seven in this one. Hmm. So I really like the Kings, the way they've put this team together, the way they've been playing all year, bringing Corpus Allo in as a, basically an upgrade on Phoenix Copley because quick wasn't playing that well for them. And then a big factor, like they didn't have a healthy Drew Doughty last year. Yeah. And I know he's getting up there in age, but he is a big difference maker for this team. Yeah. So the fact that they almost did it last year without him, I think they can almost do it again this year with him. If Fiala's healthy, then they could even sneak away with this. Yeah, see, I think it's such a deadlock because you've got a team that can score more that, well, outscore their problems, basically, and then a team that can outdefend their lack of scoring. So it's, you know, is uh, the combination of Doughty, Kopitar, and Deneau able to keep them down from scoring? And, you know, if Fiala comes back and he squeak a couple in past the shoddy goaltending that Edmonton's coming in with, like, that's going to be that's really what happens. Right, right? Because Kopitar and Deneau are some of the two best two-way centers in the league, like, no doubt about that. And you've got to think LA obviously has the upper hand in net, but... The way McDavid's playing right now in dry sidle, it's I think they're just gonna grind them a little bit more than they can handle defensively. So I have Edmonton in six in this one. I've got Edmonton in seven. Yeah, I'm with Beaner. I think this one's gonna be so tight. It's gonna come down to like one or two players making the difference, just because like I said, it's it's like a a deadlock rock in a hard place, you know, a movable object and whatever that whole analogy. So Beaner and you say Edmonton in seven. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got uh, six. You have six, right? McDavid's taking home the Rockard Richard Trophy this year. Sixty-four goals, one hundred and fifty-three points, guys. Oh my God! First player to break it since Mario Lemieux had one sixty-one with the Pens in ninety-five, ninety-six, and also league-leading record-breaking power play with thirty-two point four percent. I like the top six way better in Edmonton, of course. Um, I don't know how I feel about Byfield still. Um, Victor Arvidsson heating up in the second half of the season has been nice. Trevor Moore, too. Leafs legend. Um, Leafs legends all over these discussions. (laughs) Uh, But our Edmonton Maple Oilers, man, I'm rooting for them. So I'm saying them in six. I just don't know. Like, I'd be more worried about Edmonton's defense if there was a big scoring threat from LA. But like, really, it's it's gonna it's gonna be so tight. Like, these are not gonna be high scoring games. Like, 
You can't like, forget know. the addition of Echo too. He's a great, great piece that they picked up yeah. at the deadline. And if oh, Nerf God, can find yeah. his game a little more than he has, that's a pretty good one too on D. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why I still think Edmonton's going to take it. It's just, it's going to be tight. Okay. So do we want to do like the whole thing or do we just want to stick to the first round? Well, the whole thing, but I think we should go east, west, west, east rather and keep going back. You don't want to get to a winner on the okay. No. Oh, we will. We'll do the first round in the east, and then come back second round in the west. Okay. Okay. Or however you want. You're the <laughs> well, one I'm just thinking because we we stayed on these teams. Shots. That's way I'm just thinking we're, we're on these teams already. Let's stay on the west, and we'll pick our winner right, for the it. west, let's and then we'll it. go let's to the it. east and and find out who gets to face them. So, um, going back up to the top here, we picked Colorado. Colorado and Dallas. Dallas. Yep. Unanimously. Yeah. Um, what do we think here? Colorado and seven. Colorado and seven. Jesus, Sethi. <laughs> I know. I have them written down. Gonna, I got proof. We're going to have one. Uh, Sethi, we're going to have one in the East that's completely different. I can guarantee you that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I've got uh, Dallas and six on this one. Oh, that's it, it's going to be. Such if you're a tight right series. there, yeah. If you're right there, Otters winning the Consmite. <laughs> that's bold. Ah, this is hard. Um, my you know my heart is saying Dallas just because I want like the underdog to take it, but my brain is like no Colorado. So I'm saying Colorado in seven. Yeah. I'll gladly eat shit on this one. I just, I really, I want it to happen. And I think it's a possibility. Like I said, yeah. there it's, a, it's not the same avalanche team from last year. It's a team that's going down. Well, there's a Dallas team that's on the rise that has had playoff experience the last couple of years. So. Okay. All right. Next up. Here you, you have them written down. What do we got? Um, we're, we're split here. So half of us are going Winnipeg. The other half are going Vegas and all versus Edmonton. I mean, Edmonton, I have winning. Does anyone not have Edmonton winning against their opponent here? Edmonton in six over Winnipeg. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, nice. We did not um, coordinate. I swear. A uh, me for me if it's if it's Winnipeg, I think Edmonton sweeps. If it's Vegas, Edmonton in seven. Wow! I had Edmonton in seven too against Vegas. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, next up. Okay, um, so it's the East now. No, well, no, we got to take it to the oh, final, no, Western sorry, final. Sorry. Okay. Um, so Southey and I have Colorado Edmonton. So I think Colorado's end is with Edmonton. I think their experience will take him this far. However, I think McDavid, if he makes it to this round, he's going to be so possessed that. Colorado really doesn't have the secondary scoring to compete with that. So I have Edmonton in seven. 
This one I have in six. That but Seaman Edmonton, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yep. So Steph, we've got Edmonton Dallas. <sighs> I said Colorado. I think my brain oh, right. said Colorado. Um, I'm going Edmonton in uh, seven. Yeah, it's going to be a I'm real gonna say Ed- I'm going to say Edmonton in six, like Sadie said. Like if, if McDavid makes it this far, there, it's going to be an unstoppable train at that point. Yeah, they're just going to run down everyone. If Stuart Skinner and Soup, uh, Soup and Stew can stay hot, hot, hot. Um, soup and Stew. Yeah, they'll be good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. They're, they're so before be the we get maker. to the next round, I just turned a five dollar parlay into seven hundred and eight dollars. You did you it! Did? Oh my god! Did it! <laughs> Here's the parlay. Dude. It's between obviously Boston, Florida. I had Boston under six point uh, the game under six point five goals. Boston puck line minus one point five. Marchand to score a first period goal in the t- first ten minutes. Second period is the highest scoring period, and Boston, the last team to score. Congratulations. Dude, bravo. That's insane. Wow. <laughs> that is real, real cool, honestly. What was the what was the odds on that? I'm I'm actually trying to look it up here. The odds uh, plus were 14, plus fourteen thousand one hundred and seventy one. Holy shit. <laughs> Six leg parlay. That is insane. I knew that was a good I should parlay. Have been more. Damn, I looked at that. I was like, "Why didn't I think of this?" <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, and with that, we are uh, on to the east. Yes. Oh, the juggernauts. Oof. The east is tight. Boston, I Florida. Mean, except this one. <laughs> Boston yeah. is going to run Florida over. I think Florida wins one game at home. Uh, Beaner, you're making a face. What happened? Uh, Fogel, ju- as you said, Boston or Florida is going to get run over. Fogel just like completely barrel rolled Corpus Allo into the net. Oof. <laughs> From the little bits that Oof. I caught, um, Florida was doing a good job hemming them into their own zone uh, for a bit there, and the pressure was tight. I mean, the Lion King in net, I uh, I believe he's going to take them the longest way possible, if anywhere at all, all thanks to him, Alex Lyon. Um, this kid is, he's not even a kid, he's 30 years old, guys. Um, the short had a lot of shots on net. One-handed, yeah. Yeah, he was standing on his head, and obviously Boston is Boston. Um, I saw Marchand go down in the beginning, but he got right back up and scored a goal for you, Sadi, so that was good. Oh, Bergeron out man. tonight. I'm going to take like three showers after cheering for Boston tonight, but <laughs> yeah. get on you, boys. Oh, damn. Yeah, making NHL history, 135 points, 65 wins. The current Prez Trophy winners versus the previous. So it should be Boston a good... Boston in five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've got, Boston in five. Oh, Boston in five, eh? Okay. It's like, 
Kachuk's the only one who's scoring on that team and leading anything. It's really evident. Verhage, but not without Kachuk being there. <laughs> like, what happened to I don't Sam know. Reinhardt? And like, so many <laughs> other guys are having a down year, like defensively, like Ekblad and um, the other one. Fantasy wise, were just ugh, killing me. Ran- Reinhardt was like my worst draft pick this year. I was so mad. Uh-oh. Now that that game had a lot of physicality in it too, like from both sides. There was. Like many, many times, I saw a couple times McAvoy was just getting railed up against the boards and behind the net. Um, Bertuzzi skated by and ripped the stick out of Dylan Cousins' hand and brought it to his bench and broke it. Hmm. <laughs> Steph, I or, can't or Nick, see you. Nick, Nick Cousins, sorry, not Dylan. I was going to ask because it's my stupid internet, I'm sure. But I can rejoin if it's better. We can hear you. No, you're, you're here, but like turn your camera off and back on and it should work. Because okay. it doesn't say it's not working. It's just like it's black. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. Cannot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, then leave and come back because I'm not doing that. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. So, well, uh, while stuff's gone, what is it about uh, about Boston that you think really just clicked this year, man? Like, this is just stupid. Their one-two punch in that obviously was a huge thing. I think once they had that anchored off them, all the experience they have passed it was a massive, massive year. Bergeron, Krejci playing the normal cells. Marsha is your second, you know, your second weapon on offense. They're just a stacked, stacked team. And they play the right way, too. Was... Like they're really, really hard to play against. Do you think it got to them hearing everybody talk about how this was going to be the year that, uh, you know, they start to take a step back and everyone's counting them out? Like, everyone's preseason predictions had... I mean, not everyone. I'm not going to count everybody out of this, but most high-profile people had them slipping this year. Do you think that uh, got to these yeah, guys? And they're I, like, no, 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 not yet. I think they're a bulletin board type of team. Yeah. Welcome back, Thank Steph. Thank you. Um, okay. So, did we all give our picks for Bostonian versus Floridian? I agree with the Boston yeah. five. Sweet. Did Sorry. you all say five? Sorry, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Speaking of Florida, did you see all the rain they got? <sighs> yeah. It wasn't that was St. Peter's. The flooding? Yeah, it was like... They got 26 or 27 inches of rain in like five hours. Oh, wow. I did not see that. That's just Unheard an unfathomable, about a, a unfathomable amount of water. <laughs> That's what she said. So moving <laughs> yes. on to the next one. Um, is it the Leafs? The next yeah. one up? Yeah, yeah, Leafs in Tampa. So, do we end the 19-year drought, uh, or is it a rematch that's going to repeat? Uh, Tampa Bay trailing 3-2 and coming back in Game 7. This is just, when you look at the numbers, it makes you feel hopeless in a sense, because there's 0-9 in chances to close out games, 0-6 in previous six-round opening series. But this is different team, same core, completely different bottom six. 
We ended the se- the season on the best streak yet, 4-0-1. These new additions, I'm confident. Toronto yeah, if you six. look at like, the trajectory of the both teams, like Toronto was obviously going in the right direction for the last half of the season, whereas Tampa Bay was not. But they are Tampa Bay. They made the finals three years in a row. These guys know how to do it. And I think they're going to win a couple of games, but Toronto will close it out at home in six. Ooh. And if they don't, fuck, like they have to, they can't go to game seven. Well, game six would be in Tampa, Sunday. Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> it's ending in game six. Sorry. Nice. Yet again, Sunday and I are in lockstep. Sure. I've also got Leafs in six. I mean, look, they, they've proved that they can start these series well. It's near the end where things start to fall apart, and I think that's the uh, the thing that changes this year. So I think they come out strong and they continue it. I mean, of course, it's Tampa. They're not going to win every game. So I think it's going to be in six uh, with Tampa winning one at home and obviously one in Toronto. Yeah, uh, Stamco said today, you know, we're the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay, bud, but your team changed a bit and your five-pick mm-hmm. trade deadline acquisition is injured. Um, hope you get better soon, you know, but the only other... He might play this series. Maybe, but the other players are per- perplex and... Not really bigger names. I mean, I'm really liking... I mean, Darren Radish and Nick Perbix. Achari, Lafferty, McCabe, Shin, Gustafson, Ryan O'Reilly, and McCabe playing in his first playoffs as well, guys, after four or 504 NHL games. These guys are hungry. They hate to lose. I'm saying Leafs in five. Oh, baby. Love that. I think the addition of Luke Shen and the other defensemen is going to be the biggest factor here. Like, yes, having Ryan O'Reilly is going to be important, but at the end of the day, your important forwards just need to show up, right? Like, if if Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Tavares continue what they've been doing all season and just dominate offensively and defensively, then Ryan O'Reilly should be an, a bonus that you know gives you those late game insurance goals and uh you know is kind of helping generate the depth scoring whereas i think what's going to be really important is just you know all these new defenders that have come in to uh stop anything from uh being dangerous you know there's they've really cut down on the amount of high danger shots this year and protected their goalies well and you know cut down on a lot of the mistakes i think uh apart from a few guys who have you know, maybe bump themselves down the lineup because of that play heading towards the playoffs, Lilligren. <laughs> but uh, I, I think otherwise, they're going to be able to match the physicality better than they did last year. Um, the biggest question mark is going to be bunting, I think. We have some new dad energy on the team with Sam Lafferty returning uh, with the new baby Hudson born on Friday or Saturday on the weekend there. And Samsonov. Laffer daddy. Yeah, Laffer daddy. <laughs> Samsonov, a new daddy. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like these guys are on it. And this is the time. Like Corey Perry, also three final appearances. This guy must be pissed, right? Like hasn't won a thing, different teams, but... We're looking better. I don't know. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly? Man. 
19 points in four He's going to be a huge series changer. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the depth that we added is not only, like, great, but it's so beneficial if playing a team like Tampa Bay, too, because you can roll almost any line against these guys now and match it up, which is not really what we had last year, right? No, not at all. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly, 19 points in 40 games with St. Louis, being a minus 24. Since he's come to Toronto, he has 11 points in 13 games, a plus three. Um, things are just trending upward. And um, a lot of talk about Matthew Nyes. He scratched for game one. That's confirmed. But Keefe mm-hmm. said, like, the kid hasn't even seen the ice at the Scotiabank Arena yet, guys. Like, he hasn't even skated on the ice yet uh, before the interview happened. So he gets a front row seat I mean, like- with Tavares allowing him to live in his basement, going to the rink every day early and watching the routine, maybe taking some notes. And we might see him in game three or four if there's an injury popping up. Or even just like a nice wrinkle to add too, because he does play a big man's game. And if you want to throw Riley down on the third line, at least a spot open for him too. If Tavares goes back to the center, like he has a lot more options this year than he did last year, at least like a lot more better options. And uh, Tampa doesn't, I think that's the biggest thing is if anything happens with Vasilevsky, they have nothing really to back up on. Like Elliot's uh, not seen much game time this year. We'll say, and, not to mention McDonough not being there. Yeah. Yeah, they're down a lot of guys. They're down their depth, right? They don't have the same uh they didn't they spent all their picks the last couple of years. They didn't have a ton left and they blew it all on Janot who's now down for the uh, at least for now. So yeah. I think that's where the Leafs have the edge here and that's going to be the difference maker in Leafs and Six. Yeah. Because it is Vasilevsky. So 14 <laughs> 15 and 5 after All-Star break for Tampa. So We'll see. Yeah, they haven't been good since. And what's their record since, like, trade deadline? It's even worse. Yeah, not looking good. But Brian Elliott did play an awesome game against us last time. Uh, good thing we had the upper edge there. But also, they they dressed a full lineup. And we had, what, like, Connor Timmons playing fourth line right wing. And mm-hmm. Geo sat, Mitch and Maddie sat. So. Yeah, Wall was in that. Yeah, it was... Uh, it's hard to base anything off that game because, of course, Tampa's looking at it going, you know, why are we going to try and kind of fall into this trap? So it's eh, it's tough to base anything on that, but I am looking forward to the series, obviously. Okay. And that's why Toronto has to close it out relatively early because the further the series goes along, the more other players draw on their experience and like they've been there before, right? We don't want that. Yeah, and like I said about Bunting, the, the longer he has to get annoyed by guys like Maroon and Perry and Belmar, uh, it's it's going to go in Tampa's favor, right? Like, they're not going to fall for his shit for the whole series. So exactly. I think the sooner they get in and get out, the better. Yep, totally agree. I, I think you I think you pronounced a couple names wrong, Roscoe, of who he's going to get annoyed by. <laughs> oh, you mean Stamkos and uh, Kucherov? No, I mean... Wes McCauley and Graham Skiller <laughs> and Dan O'Rourke. Yeah, definitely. People are yeah. saving them for tomorrow night. So they were saying on Twitter there. Of course they are. Uh, fucking course they are. Hi, Steph. Oh, Steffi. <laughs> so we lost Steph again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just visually. 
Just the visually, same to yeah. start off. And my camera settings, like, I can't click it. So get out of here and come back. Make my editing life hell. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the next one is Carolina and Islanders. Yeah. yeah. This is the one I think that Southie and I are actually going to differ from. So I like both of these teams a lot. Obviously, Carolina is missing some of their offensive power. Svechikov gone and Pacioretty. But the Islanders, the goaltending is, I think, superior than what you're going to get from Carolina. And their team plays really, really good. Like, I trust them defensively. I have the Islanders winning in seven, despite losing game one. Oh. I have that exact same thing. What? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is, this look, is I, more unpredictable I than the bet I won tonight. I screenshotted my thing and I used the pen on it to write all the games beside it. Oh my god. <laughs> well. I I swore you would have been kick, picking Carolina there. There's a reason I did these picks on this side. But. Bean. I don't trust their tending and the offensive. They're just missing one or two guys. I'm shocked. They started Ranta tonight. Oh. I know. Bean, you love your Carolina Hurricanes, I thought. I do. I do really love the Hurricanes, but I just think that they need one more heartbreak before they go full world power. The loss of (laughs) Shevnikov really played a toll on them. Um, Their PP dropped from 21.7% down to 10.9%. They were... Mm -hmm. Eleventh uh, in the league, and they dropped to thirty first. <laughs> and Holy moly. goal scoring, That's a massive drop. Yeah, they were averaging three point three three goals per game, and they dropped to two point seven two. And another fact I saw online, Puck Empire pointed out, Freddie Anderson, thirty five percent of his games, he had less than twenty saves. So that's not a good sign for the playoffs. And even though this team is third overall in shots, um, they're 15th in the league in goals. And two out of the three guys uh, they picked up in the the offseason, two of them failed to to play combined seven games. Uh, Andre Kasha, Matt Pacioretty. (laughs) So you have Brent Burns there. (sighs) Oh. I still believe. In I think him. they're going to have a real tough time scoring. Yeah, that's what I think too. Especially like playing against the Islanders, who play such a defensive game, and with Sorokin in that too, it's enough. I think to carry them to Game Seven, but it'll just wear them down by then. Yeah, completely agree. I am still going to go Carolina here. Um, oh, I just don't trust the Islanders offense like enough to outscore Carolina's offense, even with chef, Chef missing. Um, but they're goaltending, right? Everyone's talking, raving about the goaltending and I'm going to go seven for Carolina. I think it's going to be a long grueling series, low scoring mm-hmm. scary series. Um, not yeah. as expected, um, with Carolina. Very tight. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina in seven. I have the Islanders in seven because it's the team like they're built for the playoffs. They're not built for the regular season. That's very evident. They play a very boring game. Nobody likes watching the Islanders except for Islanders fans. Yeah. Um, and the, <laughs> the additions that they made, pardon me at the deadline, 
uh, plus the goaltending they have. Like, I just think they're going to be able... It's going to be a really boring series because both of these teams are really good at limiting shots. Like, you know, you mentioned that Freddie only uh, had less than 20 shots in some of those. I was trying to find how many shots against they had compared to other teams because I remember whenever the Leafs play them, it's like, um, why do we have you know, 16 shots in the third period here. Like what's going on? They're really good at limiting them. And so were the Islanders. This is going to be a deadlock defensive game. It's going to be so fucking boring, but (laughs) I think it's going to be seven games of boring guys. It's going to be the most exciting, boring series. And it's going to be the Islanders at the end of it. Pierre Ingvall game seven winner. Oh my God. Oh my God. If we have to face Pierre Ingvall in the playoffs, I swear to God, (laughs) we will. That won't happen. I'm just I have it like a fuck you to Lou going with Carolina oh wait no I don't that I can respect okay next so, up John, Johnny yeah. shots on goal against Carolina was the best in the league this year yeah okay there you go 80, 82 games 2,133 shots on, on net and where were the Islanders um, they were 15th best, so right in the middle of the pack. Oh, that's actually kind of surprising. Hmm. And just for, while well, you have it open, where were the Leafs there? Um, the Leafs were 7th best. Just, just better. 27 shots better than Boston. Nice. Boom. Love that. Book you. <laughs> there were some crazy high <laughs> shooting games this year, though. Like, there were... An abnormal yeah. amount of games with 50 shots this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, last one. We've got the uh, Battle of the Hudson River. This is probably the uh, the coolest matchup of them all. Um, we've got the New Jersey Devils and then the uh, New York Rangers. First time all three teams from the New York and New Jersey metropolitan area are in the playoffs in 16 years with the Islanders, including that fourth time in history. Uh, it was 90, 94 and 2007. Wow. wow. Yeah. I was listening to um, one of the other sports podcasts. And they were talking about how jealous they are of uh, all the reporters that get to go to New York because you get to go to the New Jersey and Rangers game one night. And then the next night you get to go to the Islanders game and just go back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The schedule is looking good. I mean, at least they stagnated the games this time around. So what do we think of this, uh, this battle of New York and New Jersey? Blue shirts and six prediction. I had New York Rangers winning the cup and I also have them in six on here. Of course. I think the devils are a great young upstart (laughs) team, but with uh, Tarasenko and Kane and just the firepower they have up front and obviously their goaltending, I think they have a huge advantage there. I think true was going to play like a big boy here. Uh, I got the Rangers in six. Interesting. Just looking at the devil's lineup, they have Timo Meyer uh, on the third line. What? Yeah, third line left wing with Eric Halla and Boquist on that line. Uh, we have T- that's a disgusting third line. Tatar, yeah, Heischer. I get trying to spread it out, but yeah, yeah, you have Tatar, Heisher, Mercer, and then Palat, Hughes, and Brat. That's a sneaky top six, but sneaky top nine. You're facing. Right, Patrick Kane and Tarasenko, the newbies on the Rangers, who are two huge names in the, of themselves, joining Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, 
Trochek, like Artemi Panarin. Not to mention, there's a huge playoff performers. Well, and look, I mean, look at Adam the kid Fox, last like, year. we can just keep listing names. <clears throat> this team is, has just been spending and spending and stacking themselves up like, you know, the Leafs of the, of the, uh, the States. <laughs> so, so the just flexing that money. What'd you say? Rangers in seven? Six. 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 Being yeah. six. I feel like Shesterkin's going to steal the show for them. I feel like the goaltending is the the one downfall for the Devils here and not just the lack of experience, but, ah, oh, man, this is tough. Um, I'm going to go Rangers in five. Fuck that I almost else. went five. Yeah. I'm trying to – this is the only one that I don't remember if I had the uh, Rangers in six or seven, but the bracket thing won't let me look at it, and I didn't write them down. But, um, yeah, I've got the Rangers winning this one. I just think it's going to come down to the fact that they've stacked their team. They have better goaltending. Uh, it's it's not going to be easy, though, obviously, like we've talked about. There's a lot of young talent on the New Jersey Devils, but yeah. nobody had them making the playoffs this year, let alone being a top-five team in the league. So I think eh, the story's got to come to an end sometime. I don't think they're going to ride it all the way to the end, so... No, I I think Jack Hughes is probably going to pull a, a win out of the hat in the second last game of the series to try to yeah. keep the Devils alive. He's just going to go full beast mode because that kid is incredible. Um, but I don't think they're quite there yet. Between everything you guys have said about, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, everything you guys have said about the Rangers already. All the players they have, like the kid line, was phenomenal last year in the playoffs. Heedle, um, Lafreniere, and Kako. On top of all the superstars, you have um, Igor and Net. Like it's, they've got a really strong team. The Devils are incredibly fast and they attack like crazy mm-hmm. too. But I think skill is going to outweigh them in yeah six games. Yeah, it's just going to come down to separating like established skill from you know uh, lucky new young talent that are having a good season. So last time they faced each other was in 2012, and the Devils... Sorry, I don't want to say lucky. They're not lucky. They're just... it's You know what I mean? Beginner's luck. It's like how, you know, any of the new expansion teams are decent except for Seattle. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Um, The Devils beat the Rangers in six games uh, to advance to the final. Um, Also, 2006, they swept the Rangers in the conference quarterfinals. Can you name the only active remaining player from the 2012 series? Like in the league? Right now, entering the series. That's an easy one. Okay, then. (coughs) (laughs) Johnny um, Southey? From from which? Say that again. The Devils and the Rangers last met in the playoffs in 2012. There's one active player that played in that series entering this current series. Who is it? Can't do it. Whoa. Um. Your fave. It's your fave. My fave? Yeah. What does that mean? You really loved him in fantasy last year. Thomas Tatar? No. 
Well, that's a good guess because he's older. But no, who did you have in fantasy that carried your team? That's a very broad question. Um, <laughs> and broke 50 goals. Who is it? Chris Kreider. Oh, Chris Kreider was around that long oh, ago? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. Surprising, right? That's, that's what wow. I thought I'd ask. Y'all, did you know that, Bean? No. Yeah, it, wasn't that the year he came right out of university and was on fire for the Rangers? Or was that was the year he did that when they went to the cup final? Good question, because he's one of the, what, three players that did enter right out of college and jumped yeah. right in the NHL. Uh, his, fir- his first year was 11-12, yeah, right in the playoffs. Hmm. Steph, I'm not getting recording from your uh, end at all. <laughs> uh Leave. Get out of here. <laughs> Johnny's going to have fun. The next round here. Okay, so first up, we've got the Leafs and the Bruins. So Leafs are on a path of destiny here. They have to slay all the demons in order to get to where they want to be. I think riding the momentum of beating Tampa, they are going to grind it out, and it's going to be a fucking bloodbath. But Toronto is going to win in seven. Ugh, buddy... No match there with uh, Beaner. Toronto and six. Boston, Toronto. Steph. Boston's too cocky. Boston is way too cocky. They're going to come after winning in five games against Florida, President's Trophy. They beat the Leafs three series in a row. They're going to be way too full of themselves. Bergeron, Krejci, Marshall were all there back in 2013 when the comeback happened. And they obviously they were there the last two times since then. They're going to be way too cocky, and they're going to fuck it all up. Leafs and six. Boom. Two Steph. demons in a row. Slay the first round demon. Slay the Bruins demon. Let's go, boys. Honestly, I don't even want to see the number seven in any of these Leafs series. <laughs> like, they have to do it in five or six. And for Boston, it's going to be six. Leafs win in six. Mm-hmm. Oh, play big Boston. No, I just need oh, the no. Leafs to Sorry. win a game seven, and I want it to be against Boston. So I'll be picking <laughs> Leafs in seven. <laughs> we got to break all the curses here on the path to glory. Exactly. What did you say, Sully? I missed yours. Leafs in seven. Okay. Thank you. And here's where things get a little wacky. So we've got different combos here. Steph, what's the first one? Well, it would be Carolina and the Rangers. or That would be only for me, I guess, because the rest of y'all picked the Islanders and Rangers. So I'm going to go Rangers in six. I think this one is a wash goaltending-wise, but offensively-wise, I think the Rangers just have way more star power and scoring power than the Islanders have defensive. I got the Rangers in five here. Ooh, against the Islanders, eh? I've got the Rangers in six here for the same reason. Nice. This is where I stopped picking with my head and I started picking with my heart. Yeah. I've got the Islanders in seven. I know you want the Islanders so bad to face the Leafs. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to hear the draft noise. (laughs) 
that path of destiny scores against us path of destiny islanders in seven well toronto eastern conference final jt gets the series clinching goal to send the leafs to the cup final and send the islanders fucking packing toronto ubs arena or in toronto at ubs arena oh so much better how many games Six. Mm. Mm. Oh, I had the Rangers beating the Islanders in five. Ooh. Johnny? Uh, Rangers in six. Wait, sorry. If we're still talking the New York, New York series, I had seven games for that one. Okay. Okay. (coughs) I got ahead of myself and went to the conference final. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to the conference final. Did you just say five or well, six? Well, you just heard mine. Six. Thank you. Um, Leafs and Rangers is a really, really, really tough matchup. I feel more confident. This is this is where I feel like I'm picking with my fandom more than. I really don't know if the Leafs can can beat the Rangers in a seven game series with how this team is built. Just with the the, it's like if the Leafs had a godly goaltender behind them. Like it's 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 tough to. I mean, the advantage the Leafs have from having Matthews and Marner um, does that outweigh that? I don't. It's going to be a such a close series. I don't know. I'm. I, I have. Think- the, I want the Leafs to win. It's just really hard. If the Leafs can go through Tampa Bay and then Boston and exercise those demons, I think the momentum and like the energy in that group, in that locker room, is it's going to propel them over the Rangers in six games. I think it's going to be a high-scoring series. I think it's going to be a little run and gun. But if the boys are healthy enough, I really think Toronto takes this. I agree. Six in for Toronto. Um Rangers scare me the least out of the, you know, the path for the Leafs, Boston, like you said, Tampa. I don't know, man. Six for me. I'm going to say Leafs in seven, but I think it could honestly go either way. Fair. And how about you, Bean? This is where I had Leafs in six with JT scoring the game winner. Yes. That's a good one. So I guess down to the cup final, right? Cup final. And I think we've got Leafs Edmonton. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone chose Edmonton. So Leafs Edmonton, how many games? And who wins? I had seven games. And the Leafs winning with 36 total goals scored in the series. Ooh. How about you? See, I had the Leafs winning in seven with 55 total goals in the series. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Southie? I had the Leafs winning in six. But I didn't have a total goal score here. I also had the Leafs in six, and I picked twenty-seven goals because I think it'll be tighter than Ooh. not 
low scoring. Yeah. Maybe, mm, no, you know, Edmonton, if they're all the way to the final. And like I said, it would be nice to see our counterparts win in compare, like if the Leafs don't. Uh, McDavid deserves a cup, guys. Come on. Like this guy's a legendary player and dry sidle. Like if the Leafs don't do it, I hope they take home the cup and maybe. Oh, 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 okay. I definitely, there's a lot of legendary players who have never won a cup. Yeah, but Jack Campbell, maybe he'll smile again. And <laughs> I definitely predict like McDavid and Drysdale are going to carry this team and every round they get past, they're just going to get hotter and hotter and better and better. And same with the Leafs, like once they exercise all their demons. So it's going to be a massive final. Um, I think it's going to be a couple of blowouts here and there. I don't predict it to be too, too close. I think it's going to be extremely high scoring, but I do have the Leafs winning it. And I have Sammy being the big difference. And this is the Stanley Cup final that puts Gary Batman over the edge to finally retire. Yes. He would have an aneurysm if it was two Canadian teams. <laughs> no sitter Ovi. So. Yep. No sitter Ovi. Oh, my Lord. First time in 17 years. So, hey, it's Canada's turn, I think. It has to be. Three teams. And I know we all picked Toronto here, but this doesn't really feel like Homer picks the way we did it, right? There's a clear path that I think they have, and I think they're actually going to do it this year. And if not, then... Uh, season three is fucking depressing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so a little fun thing that happened this year was that uh, the Edge from WWE gave out that belt to Morgan Riley, and they gave it to... Someone on the team every time the Leafs won. And fortunately, Katie at Itch Mitch Marnie on Twitter did a tracker of who won the belt. Um, I don't know if you guys kept up with this tracker, but there was 45 out of 50 games um, confirmed tracked. Can you guys name who won the belt the most this season? Justin Hall. Sammy. William Nylander. With five times. Oh. You know what? That that hot. checks out. He had a bunch of really good games at the beginning of the season. And first half, probably. There is an asterisk. Um, it's believed that Murray may have won it five times as well. But um, there were two times where it wasn't confirmed. But he had the best performance during both games. And there seemed to be a trend where the leadership group wouldn't take it unless there was like a milestone hitting that night or um, something Uh-oh. along the lines like that. <laughs> but man, 27 Leafs have won the belt this season. I think that's pretty great uh, to be honoring your players as they come in and um, employee of the month, right? Depth. So much depth. And there was another stat too um, of certain Leafs who got it on their first game as a Leaf this season. Could you name who did Hmm. that? Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Yes. Wait, where is it? Joseph Wall. Zahorna. Eric Shogren. Zahorna. Zahorna. Nyes, I think. Oh, wait, hold on. Where did it go? Oh, my God, did I just lose it? But, yeah, it was just, I think, four or five players that did it. And I thought it was impressive. But, anyway, thanks for doing that, Katie. That's fun. If you're listening. Also, Mm -hmm. real quick. 
Uh, we have some uh, we have some sent in picks for the first round here from uh, Marty Zilstra that we're going to read out here. TML fan and van, what do you think is going to happen in round one, courtesy of Beaner? So Marty has Leafs over Lightning in five, Rangers over Devils in seven, Ooh. Boston over Florida in five. Okay. And Same. Carolina over the Islanders in seven. Ooh. Okay. Going the way of stuff. And then in the in the West, he's got Vegas in six. He's got Colorado in seven. Dallas in six. And Edmonton in six. I respect that he thinks Colorado's going to seven too. Yeah. Good pick. And Seattle. Mar- Marty and I were texting earlier. We're both uh the passion's boiling over in us, guys. We've got we've got good feelings about this team this year. Seriously. And if you'd like to hear the expanded take on what's happening in the playoffs this year, go ahead and check out Sports is Fun, hosted by Marty Zilstra himself, on all your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah. So, uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is who, on the flip side of all of this chat, who would we want to see end up with the number one overall pick. So tough. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Ducks or, well, Arizona, I think we'll get it. But if it's not them, the Ducks. So I guess dumb question, who do we think is going to get it? Where do you want to see him go? Him being Connor Bedard. Between, uh, we, uh, we talked. Sorry, yeah, you and um, I talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I'd, I'd honestly, out of the teams that are at towards the bottom of the standings, I would really love to see him go to San Jose. Oh yeah, yeah. That team deserves to get a franchise-altering player like him. He, they have done everything they can right, right from the get-go. They've got one of the nicest jerseys that's ever been designed and they've never had that game chip. Like they've had very good players when Thornton was traded there from Boston. He was incredible. When Healy mm-hmm. was there, he was incredible, but they've never had the next step like that next tier up and they deserve it. You look at Anaheim, okay. they had Korea, they had Solani, Perry Gets won a heart trophy and, and scored a ton of goals when he was younger, right? Like, they've had a lot of players. L.A., like Gretzky, right? Like, all the other California teams have had someone. It's their turn. Chicago doesn't deserve it with all the BS that's gone on in that city this yeah. year. Um, Montreal, please, dear God, no. Um, that's my pick. Oh! <laughs> I think it's just so much more interesting if they have someone great. Like, they haven't had someone huge marquee player like that and how long really like that they've drafted but, uh, I hate uh, them, but I, I want to see him go there the the houston i mean the arizona coyotes <laughs> won't win it um and yeah aside from san jose maybe columbus like they had rick nash back in the day so it might be nice to see them get a, a star but and a plus side of columbus they're close by we could go to games fairly easily but I feel like if he goes there, it's just Rick Nash again. It's a countdown until he leaves. Yeah, exactly. I don't disagree with Southey just for the case that the Atlantic is so stacked 
that I think it would make things a little interesting um, instead of having these matchups set. Like we go into the season with Boston, Toronto, Tampa, and then Florida flirting with it, depending on the year. Like it's, it's just everything's been so status quo in the Atlantic for so long. And it's just so much money there between these teams that I, I feel like it would be fun to have Montreal be competitive again. Uh, I know they're building towards that, but this would just kind of set them over. Uh, my first choice, though, like that, that'd probably be my second choice. My first choice, I have to agree with you. San Jose would be fun. Uh, Anaheim's got their their kids. They kind of blew it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the management situation there. I don't think they would surround Bedard with a, a decent team in the next couple of years. I think um, San Jose can offload some contracts throughout the end of mm-hmm. end of an era with like you know Couture and Velasquez deals and all that. I think and. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll be able to build a good team over the next couple of years, make themselves relevant again. Dallas Eakin uh, will not be renewed next season after eight years with the Ducks. So he gone. He gone. Yeah, Toronto Marley legend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or parting of ways. Just looking at how much money they got coming off the books in San Jose. If any of these guys' deals are almost done. Ew. Thomas Hurdle and Logan Couture are signed until like a bajillion years from now. I forgot about that. <laughs> but other than that, it's just Eric Carlson um, and Velasquez that we're kind of stuck with. Could you imagine Carlson like being able to play with a talent like Bedard, though, with his resurgence from this year? It'd be unreal. Like he never had a forward like that to play with in Ottawa. No. That'd be cool. No, I'm just looking though. Like, I mean, the rest of the team's kind of depressing. Yeah, it would be they like have a some rebuild, I think. They have some young prospects overseas still. Poor James Reimer and going back to free agency end of this year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to suck with somewhere. Yeah, what do we think we'll, James we'll take Reimer's him to KHL because he won't wear a pride jersey. Ooh. <laughs> someone will sign him. Stars yeah, are leading will. two to one in the second period. Eight minutes to go. Oilers are up two nothing at the end of the first. And Hurricanes won tonight two to one uh, versus the Islanders. Mm. Bruins won three to one. Oh, shit. Just a little update for y'all. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize the her games game was over yet, so damn. The PP coming through. I was actively not looking at scores for this, but I know Saturday had literal money on the line. Uh, Carolina, both both goals coming on the power play, so that's what that's what's really lethal for them. Even though Shevchenkov's not on there, well, damn. But we'll see. Drysaddle already scoring. We shall see, and uh, it all starts tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, oh, guys! All three goals. Pavelski's the... going to the quiet room. Ooh, all three goals in the Wild and Stars so game are on the power play. Sorry, we might see us beardless. <laughs> we might not. Hopefully, maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. That the a quiet, boy, right? God. We're here. <laughs> So he's like, no. 
Game time decision. That's oh man, Dumb, Dumba really hit Pavelski. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not that's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to go watch this game. Okay, well, with that, we should get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, let us know what your predictions are. Send them in uh, on Twitter and on our Discord. You can join there. We've got brackets going and stuff. There's probably still time to join if you are listening to this just as it comes out. I think there's about probably, I'm going to say, uh, 12 to 18 hours from the time this episode comes out. You can still join. We'll see you there, and we'll see you all tomorrow night. Oh, my God, it's playoff time. Woo! Let's go. Game one. Prediction? Ooh. Prediction game one? No? <laughs> 5 2 Leafs. 5 2 Leafs. I, I don't want to start doing that. Marty, Marty thinks uh, a 2 1 game one loss. Oh. And then 4 3. I'm not prepared for this. Knock on wood? I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> I don't even I'm, have I'm anything. With, I'm with you, Johnny. I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> we'll recap. <laughs> we are recappers, not fortune tellers. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. I went back and forth like two hours debating if I should pick Toronto or Edmonton. I know Toronto's going to win. That's my pick. But I think if I picked them, I was going to fucking curse them. So, Yeah, same. I'm still not sure if I did the right thing here. I lose every bracket because Leafs never go all the way. But this is the year! This year! Kira's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, if you... Just like you're crazy. Anyways...